The Lord was pleased to crush him in infirmity. It's the first line of the first reading. I want to meditate on that for a little bit. And that seems a little strange to you. The Lord was pleased to crush him in infirmity. I think if we, if we hear that, we should stop for a moment and say, whoa, God, what are, you, what, what are you saying there? Why is the prophet saying that? The Lord was pleased to crush Jesus in infirmity? In our baptism, we were also baptized, as we hear in the gospel, into the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And your parents and godparents were probably really pleased to have you baptized. And God was really pleased to have you baptized. But did you know that your baptism was a baptism into his passion and his death and his resurrection? So the same could be said of you. The Lord is pleased to crush you in infirmity. How do you relate to that? Well, I want to talk a little bit about the mystery of suffering and the reality of suffering. All the saints talk about the importance of suffering in our saintly life and actually suffering as being a great gift from God. So I'm going to read you just a few quotes from the saints. Saint Faustina said, if the angels were capable of envy, they would envy us for two things. One is receiving Holy Communion and the second is suffering. The angels would envy us because we can suffer. St. Teresa of Avila, one of the great mystics, would say, We always find in those who walked closest to Christ were those who had to bear the greatest trials. St. Ignatius of Loyola, If God sends you many sufferings, it is a sign that he has great plans for you and certainly wants to make you a saint. Padre Pio, the great mystic who had the stigmata and suffered so much, said, Suffering, no matter how difficult it may be, when compared to the good that it is accomplished, makes every pain a joy for the soul. How can suffering become a joy? How can God delight in us so much that he allows this and actually allows it to be a joyful experience? Well, I want to go back to the, the first reading. The Lord was pleased to crush him in infirmity. So I think we know what it means. The Lord was pleased, he was happy to crush him. You know, if you think about the, the wine that we'll use for mass, they come from grapes that are crushed and turn into wine. And then infirmity. What does infirmity mean? Well, the Latin of the opposite of infirmity is strength. So firme means strength, to firm something up. Infirm means weakness. The Lord was pleased to crush us in our weakness. So what does that mean? Well, it means that there's, there's a deep and profound mystery and a goodness even to suffering. That suffering, though it's a result of our sin, is a process of our redemption. It's a process of our goodness. So I want you to think about that right now. Is there any suffering that you're going through? Maybe it's physical suffering. Maybe it's emotional suffering. Maybe it's spiritual suffering. Maybe you're just going through a dry time in your spiritual life or you don't feel God or maybe you're just stressed out beyond the max with your exams or tests or studying, whatever it may be. There's two things that we can do with it. One is we can reject it and say, I don't want any part of it. Or we can accept it and say, God, I accept this suffering and I join it to you. Okay, so what happens if we do the first one? If we say, I don't want any part of this suffering and we reject it? It will ultimately lead us away from God and ultimately to despair. Suffering without meaning or purpose leads to despair. Suffering with meaning or purpose 
leads to joy. So how do we find meaning and purpose in it? Well, first of all, we accept it and we say, God, I join this to you. Even though I don't like it, even though I don't understand it, I join it to you. And then this happens. If he gives his life as an offering for sin, he shall see his descendants in a long life and the will of the Lord will be accomplished through these things. If we can unite our suffering to Christ, all of a sudden our wills become united with him. We become like Jesus in the world today. We become like the saints in the world today. And as Ignatius said, the more sufferings you may have, the more God wants you to be a saint. Think about your suffering for a moment. John Paul II, was, I, who is a saint now, I actually got to be at his canonization mass a few years ago. John Paul lived out for me the epitome of someone that suffered until the end of his life. He had Parkinson's. He was in a great deal of pain. He always insisted on still giving his audience, his Wednesday audience, he would still have himself rolled up into the window and he'd be shown all over the world on TV. And I remember the last time he did, he was drooling so bad that he couldn't even speak. He couldn't even get the words out of his mouth. And John Paul could be a little stubborn at times, so he just stood there and tried and tried to get the words out until he finally couldn't, and they rolled him back. And he suffered, and he died. And now he rose. He's a saint. Well, he wrote this beautiful letter when he was pope, and the letter was called Salvifice Dolores, which is a Latin word for salvific salvation, that our, our uh, salvific suffering, that when we suffer and we join it to Christ, it becomes part of our salvation. It becomes part of our journey in what makes us a saint. And he says, in doing this, I love this line, he says, the individual unleashes hope, which maintains in him the conviction that suffering will not get the better of him, that he will not deprive him of the meaning of life. And indeed, this meaning makes known all things working together in God's love. It contains a special call for courage. So when we're faced with suffering, the call is courage. And also, the gift that we'll be given if we accept it is hope, the opposite of despair. So many people think that when we get suffering, it can lead us to despair, but suffering can also, if we accept it with Christ, bring us hope. So I want you to go back to your suffering for a moment. Chances are each and every one of us is suffering right now in some way, physical, mental, or spiritual. It's a reality. We all have to face it. But we have two choices. We can try to run from it, and we can try to reject it and experience despair, or we can accept it and experience hope and experience life and experience God's will. It doesn't have to be meaningless for us. If you can say yes right now, especially as you receive the Eucharist, and you can join yourself to Christ, Today could be the day that you become a saint in our world. Today could be the day that your suffering transforms not only you, but this entire university and this entire world. I want you right now, just as you prepare yourself to receive the Eucharist, to get in touch with your suffering. Have the courage to say yes. And if you do, I promise you, you are well on the way to heaven.